Be accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready? What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. I'm your host, Joel, owner of Reload Weapon Seasoning. I have sitting across from me, Jeremy, the booze, the kitchen white Next to him is our sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, showrunner, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. All right, y'all. We got a great episode waiting for you right now. Joel, before we jump into this, I just want to say, I think you're one in 10,000th. Yeah. Um, what do you do? You think that about me also? I think you're probably one in eleven thousandths. <laughs> and what? And what? And in how many? Is this something did y'all plan this shit? Maybe. I can't say. I'm, I, I'm one in what? I can't say. Say ten thousand. No, no, I can't do it. <laughs> you can't say one in say ten thousand. Ten thousand. I can't say that word. Say ten thousand. <laughs> ten thousandth. <laughs> Y'all are, y'all are, say, say Smithsonian. Y'all are a couple of assholes. Smithsonian. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. The th- I can't. Hey. <laughs> You're sounding extra uh, fabulous today. Ten thousand. Ten. Ten thousandths. I get it? Ten thousand. Ten thousandths. Close. Yeah, close. A little yeah. better. A little okay, better. Man, you walked know. out of the room earlier and she's like, ask Joel to say ten thousand. <laughs> I did not know where you were going with that. And then when I list the eleven thousandth. <laughs> I, I felt sticking up. With you you played right into it, so good job there. Woo, slippery slope. We're going down. We haven't even had our pour yet. That's we right. We got our glass today, Joel. Well, we have a new pour. I hope I said we have a great episode ahead of us because I, I don't want to get butchered. For I that. think I think I, I interrupted you, but we have a great episode. Ahead That's of it. Us, guys. A so, great episode. We've got a guest coming on next next segment, and then we have a really fun controversial topic. Controversial topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome yeah. to the rest Fourth of the episode. For segment number three. So, uh, yeah. So, right now, we're going to drink. That's it. So, uh, my brother-in-law, Stacy's brother, Stephen, he dropped off a bottle of King's Riconic. It is a local Tennessee distillery. Uh, they are catching fire. This yeah. is the honey cask finish. Uh, it is twice-barreled straight rye whiskey, y'all. Uh, aged five years and five months. I've and never had this. Proof. What's the proof? Yeah, uh, proofage is. Ooh, well, you can barely Smell, read it. it. Smells hot. One hundred nine point six. Oh, bad. Uh, so yeah, it smells like Honey Nut Cheerios. Uh, okay. Now this was finished like in a honey barrel, or it, well, I haven't researched it, but it says honey cask finish, twice barreled. So yeah, I'm assuming. Well, that can mean like different things. Like a honey barrel can be a barrel that was had like premium placement inside the Rick house, or it could be like a barrel that honey was aged in yeah. previously. Yeah. It says award-winning original rye whiskey aged four years is rebarreled into a grooved barrel, increasing the surface area and crating. What the heck? Oh, creating. No, it's uh, a, it? well, you can't, this label sucks. I can't hardly read it. It's, it's rough, yeah. rough textured. Crating and, it says creating, but it should be creating an array of char and toast. They got a typo on their damn label. Yeah. Maybe it's like a honey, like I, I see the label has like honeycombs all over it. Maybe like the inside of the barrel is like honeycomb, so there's more surface area. Maybe. It, it does look quite dark. Um, so the crayling. original rye grain used to produce the distillation was provided by Kara's family grain company. Um, Thank you, Kara. Oh, bottle number two. Look at that. Bottle number two. On this batch. Uh, 
Yeah, so, yeah, I'm not quite sure. We need to do a little bit more research on that. Probably well, should have done think, that before the show. I think when we drink this, we're going to know if it was in an actual honey barrel. Because yeah. it's going to be, like, But it does honey. have those sweet notes. So, like King's, notes. King's has been catching fire lately in the bourbon and whiskey community. And I've never had it. He brought us a, a bottle. He had it. It's, it's already cracked. About half a bottle he brought us to have. Did, did we say th- they are a local to us distillery? They're up in Sevierville, Tennessee, not too far from us. Yes. Um, they have a very strong local following here. I have never tried any of their stuff, though. It's crazy to look at a, a brand that's catching fire like this, and it's on Upper Middle Creek Road, and I've driven that road with her countless times. It's actually the road that our niece <laughs> yeah. and nephew used to live on. Yeah. No, right. th- th- they're catching hell for this. No, they're no, catching, catching like fire, people in our Love local it. bourbons oh, okay, groups okay, okay. are like okay, okay. kings. Get kings! I thought like, you meant there was like a controversy or something. Like, no, oh, okay, like. people <laughs> are loving this stuff. People. It's it's hard to it's hard to grab. So let's try this, Jess. All right, here we go. Oh, come Sal- on, man. Salam. Salami. Salami. That's solid. Mm-hmm. Come on, Hang that on. is sweet. That is solid. That's very good. Hang it's on. oaky up front mm, with a sweet whatever. finish. It's almost yeah. backwards. You know how honey it is. Honey lays on you. Yes, like, uh, that's it's on your tongue. The, like it tastes like honey. It doesn't taste like the caramely corn that you yeah. normally get from like a bourbon. Like this is like honey. It almost feels like honey on your tongue it's at like, the end. Like Mike's hot honey. It's like a spicy honey. Yeah. Did we did we mention we have a special uh, porn on the podcast at the end of the show? Oh. We will get there when we get there. Right. Yeah. Just letting the people you guys know. Definitely Stick need around because Jeremy's got an extra special one. Something new, up. guys. Mm, something. This is really good. Very, I, very good. I'm like surprised. A lot. I'm surprised you like it because you're not normally a rye drinker. I like it. Mm, it doesn't have the like Willet family reserve rye that I'm not really <laughs> a fan of. I really don't want you to get into rye because that's like the only little stash that I can have. That I don't touch. As long as you don't touch my westward. Cast, cast strength. Yeah, no. she's she she's taking all the cast strength bourbon, and then yeah. you, you get the rise. Yeah, I know. All right, so we have uh, we got to do what we always do. Now that we've had our pour. Now uh, we got to catch up, and I want I'm I'm jumping in on this because I got a lot of it. I've had quite the quite the week. I would say, like hmm. stealing um, leaf blowers out of the back of your truck and ladies. Oh, wait, do, do we have footage of this no, week? No, oh, okay, okay. we're not that epic. Um, <laughs> so, uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out. We, me and Stacy, we went on vacation. Um, we, took, we took a trip down to New Smyrna, Florida uh, with the kids. Had an amazing time. But I have to, what I might catch up on this, well, and with Stacy, I'll let you catch up on the vacation part whenever, you, if you want to, is the drive down there. To Florida? To Florida. I've made this drive many, many times. Great. I want to hear your experience here. And maybe some tips. Sure. Um, get on 75, go south. No, no. Yep. no so you Jeremy. get there. Nope. That's it. Nope. There's more to it, Jeremy. Nope. That's it. it. That's literally Listen, it. I wanna, That's literally it. I want to give, um, I want to tell the people in Georgia that we, you know, we love you. We love your support. But I don't know what the hell is up with people in Georgia and driving. I don't know what the problem is that when I'm in the fast lane, rocking and rolling, and then you're just, you cut me off, and then you want to sit there like a jackass and roll for a 65, you know, 70 miles an hour, when I could be going 80, 85, you know, I know that's speeding, but I'm just saying, and there's signs everywhere in Georgia that says move over for faster traffic. No, nah, they don't give a, a crap. 
They don't give a crap about that. There's a, there was a guy, there was one dude that literally, here comes an ambulance. There's an ambulance flying up. He stops in the fast lane. He just stopped. He doesn't pull off. He stops in. The- he doesn't pull off. I left him room to get over. Yeah. None of that. No, my ass is going to stop right here. You can go around me. I mean, buddy, on the way home, and I know I'm getting long-winded here. On the way home, the moment I entered Georgia, my anxiety level went through the roof. So you really think like Georgia drivers are worse than Florida drivers? Florida was great. I mean, there's a few here and there. I thought Tennessee drivers were terrible. I thought Tennessee Tennessee drivers drivers are are pretty courteous for the most part. Florida drivers... There was a couple here and there. Not bad. But, I mean, we went, we went a decent clip into Florida. Yeah, right? yeah. We went mm-hmm. halfway down. And uh, so I, I had my driving experience in Florida. The moment I entered Georgia, it was traffic. It was terrible driving. People wouldn't get over. We Someone even got in an accident and, in front of us. Oh. Yeah. I'm talking, Jeremy, top to bottom. From the bottom of Georgia to the top of Georgia. The moment I entered Tennessee. Yeah. The, the moment... I'm talking within two miles. Mm-hmm. And then Gone. if you're in traffic, it's like traffic. people it like gun, they gun it on the gas pedal and then they slam their brakes, gun Ugh. it, slam their brakes. And so I, you know, Joel and I were talking, we're like, we need to leave space between our car. <laughs> this is her because, barking at me. I mean, like, this was literally like stop. 30 to 60 seconds before this happened. I said, gotta leave some space because these people are slamming on their brakes. And sure enough, three cars in front of us, Bang, 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 all I, hit into each other. I cannot possibly imagine Stacey backseat driving. Never. No, that, that just doesn't never. even strike never. me as her personality. <laughs> I give well, her drugs so she's, not, so she's not awake for the drive. Well, like, w- when we go to Florida, like, on, like, we go at least twice a year, we, don't go, to, we, we go down there. We If we're driving, I like to get up at, like, 2 a.m. and get on the road. Um, and just, like, by the time the kids wake up, it's, up like, there. 9 a.m. So, like, when we go through Georgia, it's, like, nighttime. Like, yeah. 9, 10 a.m., we're hitting Florida. Okay. Um, so we don't really experience Georgia we, daytime. We left K-Town at 8 a.m. Yeah, that sucks. So, yeah, at so, 10 a.m., I'm in the middle we of... We were 30 at, seconds down Atlanta. the road. You're in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. We were 30 seconds down the road, and I was like... <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, man, we're already starting. Here we go. But I'm Pop telling some you... some Zannies in her uh, morning coffee. <laughs> no, I, I actually... I get so car sick. I usually, dri- I usually do all the driving, so yeah. I tried some... Uh, you know, non-drowsy car sickness just, medication. Just know, she's no better. Okay. When she's behind the wheel, <laughs> she's no better about her courteousness and driving. Oh, yeah. yeah no. I would think she'd actually be a little worse. Pretty aggressive. But she is. Pretty aggressive. The New Yorker comes out quick. The, yeah. New Yorker. And I'm spitballing all these words and get her. This is so tasty. But I was knocked out the whole entire trip, but that's mm. besides the point. Bro, we had a great trip. We did. I got one more thing to, to add. I don't know why throughout the entire state of Georgia, There'll be an entire traffic jam for 10 minutes or yeah. so. And then you get up to the end of the traffic jam and there's nothing there. It's all the rubberneckers. There's nothing there. I know, but you had to stop and look too to see what the nothing was. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, one person looked at a freaking squirrel and then it, yeah. ca- it caused the whole 20 thing. miles back of like backed up traffic. Yeah. All right. So tell, tell about the trips. Thanks. Oh, we just had a great trip. Great family time. We took it easy. Fourth uh, of July. We celebrated that by the pool. Uh, a guy that used to play with Jimmy Buffett sang. We had pina coladas. Um, we just oh. had a great night. Uh, we had a great trip. We went fishing, caught stingrays, catfish, all kinds of stuff. Our so. kids wanted nada coladas because I, 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 you know, I, I had a pina colada. I let my kid try a sip of it, uh-huh. you know, and, he, and they go, mm, 
Mm. And I'm like, okay, there's alcohol in this. Yeah. And uh, Reed, he goes, man, I'm really thirsty, dad. (laughs) 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 He goes, goes, man, I can really use a drink right now. (laughs) And I'm like, you can't have this, son. So, yeah, you went to Publix. So, I've been a good dad. I went to Publix. I bought the, you know, that cheap frozen, you know, crap. Yeah, yeah. You know, I bought that. And I bought, colada mix I without bought, the alcohol. Yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought some strawberry daiquiri mix too, and then I made the pina colada thing. I, you know, blew it up, and then I cut fresh strawberries, bro. I thought, oh. I thought, and then I threw it in the blender with it, and they, mm-hmm. and they were and they were like, "That's not good enough." They wanted the booze, man. <laughs> <laughs> like you put some rum in there for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, it was it was a great trip. So so the trip was great. Actually, uh, Jace is hooked on fishing now. Uh, oh. We caught about 20 fish down off the pier down there. Yeah. Caught catfish, uh, some snapper. Uh, All different kinds of snapper. Oh, caught three stingrays. Nice. Yeah. And I saw some stories of you uh, pulling a stingray out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was. I know. I was like, watch out for the barb. Steve Irwin died. Yeah. <laughs> we thought some, thought some crocodile hunter shit was going to happen. Yeah. But, we had a crocodile living in the pond right behind us. And, you know, that was pretty that's cool. That's typical for Florida. Yeah. 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 Which so, I didn't tell you. Archie it was out today. Like, basking uh, in the sea. He's about a seven foot alligator. I was watching Archie. This is the alligator that's behind her friend Laura's house down there we stayed in. Mm-hmm. He lives in his. It's not just a little pond, it's huge. Yeah. You know. But uh, there was this freaking bird on the shoreline. And oh, I, I remember this. Archie was, oh, wow, there he is. Somebody. Uh, he was stalking the bird, and I wanted him to eat that damn thing so bad. Um, have you seen that thing going around where, um, like, an alligator comes up to the dock with, like, its mouth open because, like, that's how they rest and stuff? And so you get your beer, and you got a shotgun off the, the tooth of the alligator. You you snap your beer on his, his open mouth, get it to pop open, and then you pull it up and open no. it the rest of the way and yeah, drink it. badass. Like um, complete savage. Um, but you, you obviously didn't do that down we there. We did not. No. Uh, Archie huh. wouldn't get close enough. Huh. 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 That's a little I would have been backseat driving that. I, I would have been like, no, don't get close. Uh, no. Hold on, let me video it. Yeah, <laughs> we but, both know what you'd be doing. <laughs> but let me film it though. Is I could, this the, the I egg could, snap thing all over again? Yeah. <laughs> I could whoop Archie's ass. Archie's not a big enough gator for me to... Seven foot gator? That's all tail. His well, head's is probably this big. You one, know, well, the, the tail can snap you and stuff, but once you uh, get the mouth closed, they don't have any opening power. It's all closing power. Alligators, like, um, like crocodiles, that it can open and close. So once you get it closed, just keep your hand on it. You can hold it closed with two fingers. Like, once you get your hand on it, then you're good to go pretty much. I can, what I about can, their claws? Like, can they claw you? Well, you get on its back. Yeah, you guys have, never, you guys have never wrestled an alligator before, obviously. We Jer- at dawn. Jeremy used to wrestle alligators. You know that? Sure. Sure like, if it's under like four or five feet, like we would take care of it. If it was like in someone's yard or something, doing like lawn maintenance in Florida, mm. days. Well, I have something that I've been seeing all over the gram that I want. You know, oh boy, fall is coming up, and I love like pumpkins and maple <laughs> and folly <laughs> stuff. Bush apple. What's up oh. with this? Oh. Have you seen this? <laughs> I saw I've this. I've seen Cheeky have it. Cheeky yeah. story. No, or whatever. I'm yeah. seeing. So I think Eric Bourne's got some. I've seen no. everybody posting about this. Is this just like apple flavored bush? It's like, a, it's like one of them, them, them hard apple ciders. You I know, want it so bad. I angry used to, orchard. I used shit. to like hard apple ciders. Well, we all um, we we, we were yeah. all there at one point. Well, this Jeremy. is the thing. If you're going to sit down and have a glass of it, everybody's gonna like it. It's not something you're gonna sit there and drink. But you can't yeah. tell me that you wouldn't put it in your mouth and not like it. Uh, it seems like a boat drink or something. Like I if really, you're out on the boat or something, some like I, nice. Apple I would juice. try one, but I do not like angry orchards. Like, I'm disappointed. To tell you that I don't have those for you today, but I want. <laughs> do these to. these bush apples? Do they come with like a straw, like in a pouch and stuff, like 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 a children's juice box? Yeah, how oh they my come. God. I just got chills. I just right? got chills thinking about that. That's how the next thing. Hard <laughs> hard children's juice boxes. That's <laughs> the next thing. Hey hey, I, 
there was a guy we were at one time. Uh, he he invented tequila drinks, like margaritas, mm-hmm. in a Capri Sun pouch. Oh, cool. Yeah, they got those. Yeah. But I think beer in a pouch would be pretty freaking awesome. A, a, a beer pouch. Yeah. Huh. So I need to ask you guys one quick question before we uh, go to break. Um, do you all feel like I am an argumentative person? Yes. Yeah? For real? Be honest. Well, like you enjoy a good argument. Okay, I'm talking like I have questions about something. Do I come off? No, you do don't I, prod do I, and Oh, like as an no. abrasive like argument starting do, no. person. Yes, do I come no. off as a dick? No. No. Okay. You enjoy a good argument, but like I do you don't enjoy come off as a, as, as a dick, yeah. So I got into it. No, because anytime I want to argue with you, you're like, whatever. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Well, I know yeah. I'm not going to win. Yep. <laughs> Just pour me another bourbon, babe. Whatever you want to do. Yep. I'm not gonna, I'm not, there's no winning this You're argument. right. Hey, you know, that's husband 101 right there. Uh, <laughs> Secret to a happy life. <laughs> yeah. I got into it with an inspector today. Oh, boy. And you're never, and my, my old man, you know, he's been in this business a long time. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he goes, if you're going to meet him, just do whatever he says. He's, you're not going to win. But this is my first run-in with an inspector like this. Mm-hmm. And long story short, I call. I said, you're being a dick. You need to work on your social skills. And, and then... Definitely, well, you weren't, definitely weren't creating the balls. Is, I think our guest is trying to call us too early. <laughs> Doesn't he know how podcasts work? Good grief. Man, We're recording. What a noob. Obviously, this guy's first time on a podcast. Seriously. I mean, Our is, next segment guest. Next level noobage Ugh. right there. Anyways. Who is he? Uh, I, I I did end up apologizing to the guy, but he did piss me off. So I just yeah. did, I didn't know if it was me or him. I felt like he was being the dick. Well, I'm sure he was, honey, because you're the sweetest. That's right. I'm a good person. All right. Well, let's take a break. And on the other side, we're going to be bringing in our guest. And we're going to hear about a crazy adventure that Jeremy, the Kitchen White Law, went on recently. That and has to do with bourbon. Ooh, yeah. All ooh, things yeah. bourbon. So stick around, guys. We'll see you. What's up, y'all? When it comes to meat, the TRP crew chooses only the best. Haltman Family Meats. At HaltemanFamilyMeats.com, they bring you the true butcher shop experience. Fresh meat, never frozen, and shipped straight to your door. The order comes to you neatly packaged in butcher paper, trimmed and ready to cook, guys. You no longer have to worry about cleaning up your cuts for you and your guests. Simply unwrap, cook, and serve. They have the best prime Angus fillets, dry-aged ribeyes, hand-pressed burgers, stuffed with cheddar cheese, and smoked bacon, y'all. But let's not forget, you got to add a few packages of that skirt steak for the best steak tacos you'll ever sink your teeth into. So right now, go to HaltemanFamilyMeats.com and use code TRP21, and you'll save 15% off the butcher shop experience that will change your life. HaltemanFamilyMeats.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are having a guest. Right now on the we show, are. you've we never are. you've never heard of him before. He is brand new, straight from Walt Disney World. With it a is size twelve shoe, size twelve shoe, Mister Matthew Fa. Matthew Fa. Level one love. That only took an episode and a half to get you back. Um, yeah. 
but Matt is back today because him and I went on a um, a buddy adventure. We had a we had a field trip days together. Uh, we took a trip up to Bardstown, Kentucky, and uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company hosted us for the day, and we did some pretty amazing stuff. Mm. Well, I'm not gonna lie, I have some severe FOMO on this field trip because speaking of the mic, lady. I had FOMO. I wanted to be on a bourbon field trip. It sounded amazing, and it looked fun. And I was like, send more pictures. It's pretty cool. It's uh, it's kind of part of a bigger thing. Uh, through my Instagram, I'm actually going to do some work with Bardstown and stuff. Um, they're reaching out to some influencers and stuff. And then uh, their guy up there, Brandon, he was like, hey, do you want to come up for a day because you're so close? And I was like, of course I want to come up for a day. And I was telling our group about this at the time when yeah. it was going on and Matt, and Matt is like texting me like outside the group and he's like if you get a plus one I want to come I want to come in and I was like all right like, I, was like, like, I was like keep me dibs, in mind keep dibs. me in mind and yeah. I was like I called it I called it first and I was like I know you'll appreciate it so yes uh and so we, we said very up. cool of them because you know they reached out to you for uh, to be an influencer and yeah. and they very cool of them to let you bring a plus one. Yeah, yeah. On the well, whole experience, anyways. Um, he was like, who, yeah. is, who is this guy you're bringing? And I sent him Matt's profile, and he saw, like, all of Matt's great content and was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, like, that guy's good to come and stuff. <laughs> and, like, we have some amazing <laughs> photos, like, we'll drop on, like, yes. the TRP pages of that Matt took of the day of, like, us, like, going around the Rick House and stuff. Um, it was pretty interesting, but um, to kind of start the day off, uh, we're going up on, on a Monday. I had set this up with Brandon. Uh, he is their uh, digital media manager. Um, hopefully, in the future, we can get him to come on the podcast with us and... And, uh, cool. talk Bardstown some more and stuff. Mm. Um, but uh, we're going up. Uh, we're going to get there about 11 a.m. About 15 minutes before we get there, Brandon calls me. He's like, you're not going to believe this crap. And I'm like, what's going on? He's like, power out. Power is out to the entire facility. We're like, what? He's like, yeah, they're working on some stuff and they cut a line. He's like, we'll deal with it when you get here and stuff. And I was like, okay, whatever. So we get there. The whole distillery is out of power. And I'm like, man, this is... The bourbon still drinks, bro. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> well, we can still drink the bourbon and stuff. Uh, but it was it was interesting. But there's a huge amount of construction happening there right now, and that's something that I didn't really realize is how huge Bardstown is. Like this distillery in particular yeah. is giant, and they're in the process of putting two brand-new rickhouses up uh, out in their field. And yeah. I guess it was something through like that construction where they accidentally cut power to the main distillery. So the what what's crazy about that is, is me and Stacey, we've been to the Bardstown restaurant. Yes. And super fancy. It was nice. Oh, such good. So really good. Really enjoyed it. And they they apparently have been blowing up since then. Absolutely, yeah. And like, um, so we didn't know about this either until we got there and stuff. Um, and this is why, like, you know, I would love to go back a different day because we had a very unique tour this day, but I would like to have like a different kind of tour, go back again and see it again. When you pay, um, when you pay for? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, <laughs> Every distillery in Kentucky has a mandatory shutdown for two weeks for cleaning purposes, and okay. they're all at different times. This is when Bardstown was. No. So we literally had the entire distillery to ourselves. No one was there oh, except was for thing. these construct. Yeah, so it like we will never get this tour again because it was just us and Brandon in the entire distillery. It was God. really cool. 
Yeah. But the problem was, so a lot of their, they have like electronic locks on the doors. Mm -hmm. And so Brandon was like, if it's electric, we can't get in. But if it's behind like physical lock and key, I've got the keys. We can get wherever we want to go. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That was the power outage problem, not the shutdown problem. Because at Bardstown, they have this... um, this special room he wanted to take us into. It's called the Whiskey Library. There's over a million dollars in whiskey in this room. And uh, it has a physical key, but all the lights were out. So we were all holding up our cell phones to like see the, the whiskeys on the walls in no! there. It was and try to not yes. And try to not knock over $10,000 bottles of bourbon. Yes, no! yes. They have, that was the perfect opportunity for you all in your cargo pants to slip a bottle in there. <laughs> um, but that was incredible. I think uh, he had planned for us to kind of spend some time in there, but we couldn't because like there was no light. We couldn't we couldn't even see what was on the walls. Oh, We're walking around with our cell phones. But so if we ever go back, something that I've learned since we were there is that so they have a super extensive uh, bourbon bar. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's not just Barnes Bardstown stuff. They have stuff from every distillery. They yeah. want to just celebrate the craft of whiskey, the craft of bourbon. Sure. Uh, so. As part of that, this whole vintage bourbon library that they have available uh, is available by the poor. So they have a oh. published menu online, and you can uh, get on and get uh, like a William LaRue Weller 2015 pour if you want. Like that's the thing. When you walk in there, they have every BTAC for like every year just laid out side by side by side. They've got like Russell's Reserve and Wild Turkey way back to like the 80s, you know, mm-hmm. the cheesy – they call it the cheesy gold foil labels. They've got <laughs> – they have so – like if they've ever made it and it's ever been desirable, it's in there. Uh, and they said uh, the most expensive pour you can get is a particular bottle of Pappy Van Winkle. It's like Pappy – silver foil or something like that and it's $1,350 for one ounce are you kidding me Man. But you can get it if you want to try it. I mean, if so you're like there. like a huge bourbon if, enthusiast, if you got it like that, right? Yeah. yeah you if you're I mean? if you're like a total bourbon nerd and Man. enthusiast, and you've got the cash, I mean, like that, 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 there's your opportunity. Oh yeah. Yep. And so uh, he showed us around there. Uh, we we went to their actual open bar that they have uh, in the restaurant area, um, and we um, we we got to try some bourbon there. Uh, we drank some Calumet 15 year. Um, it was something he picked out for us. Yeah. Uh, we just want to try something new. And they have tons of bourbons there. Like Matt said, they celebrate all bourbons. So like they have everything. Um, and it, th- it was good enough. I bought a bottle. Yes. Matt bought a bottle later, later in the year. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, it, so it, good. it was good. I've it always wondered about Calumet. Yep. Yeah. I've yeah. got something to say though. I heard you just say Rick house. You always used to say rack house. I don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Rick house. When you go there though, I mean like to me, that's my favorite part. I've, I call it a rack house. You've always called it a rack house. Anyways, we're not there yet, though. Okay. We're not to the... Sorry, sorry. To the Proceed. Rick, there she goes. Rick, Rick Rack House. Um, <laughs> so uh, he gives us a whole tour of the actual distillery building with no power. There's no one else in there. All the tanks are, are spick and span clean because they're during the shutdown. Oh. And we got to, like, stick our heads in the tanks and, like, look and see what all the coils at the bottom and stuff. Stuff you would never be able to normally see when they're up and running. So this is something that why, another reason why you two need to go back. Yeah. Is because those tanks mm-hmm. are my favorite part. Yeah, yeah. when you see the, the fermentation the, happening. The, the mash yeah. that's in there, the cake batter smell. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. And and some some distilleries will let you taste it. They'll mm-hmm. get a good big spoon out, and then you could 
You know, yeah. And man, it is, that's one of my favorite parts is, yeah. the, is the tasting the mash. Which that's what I was saying. I would like to go back and have like a different experience, but also like this experience will never be recreated. You're like right. you're yeah. never going to see that tank empty again. You're never going to stick your head inside this still. Right. Yeah. You're never going to be able to do those things because they'll be up and running. Yep. Um, yep. But it was really cool. Uh, went through that whole area, and then uh, and then we made our way over to the Rick House. Oh wait, wait, uh, wait! Before before we get to that, so yeah. he gave us the opportunity to go into their chemistry lab, yeah. which is oh, yes. right the off the room. fermentation area. No, no, not the fusion room. This is the chemistry lab where they're oh. actually testing the product uh, mm-hmm. through the different stages of fermentation. Oh man! And we got to meet their their lead chemist. Uh, who who was really cool to talk to, but he he just popped open some of the cabinets and was like, "What do you guys want to try?" They had bottles there all the way from White Dog up to the point where it was ready to be bottled and and like shipped, right? Yeah. So he let us try. They've got two big products that I don't know if we're really allowed to talk much about, Jeremy. I don't know if you have any product anyway, X, product Y. Yeah, two two big products yeah. that they're going to kind of hang their hat on in the future, and we were able to try the White Dog for both of those different mash bills. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting it to be like moonshine, but it was good enough where I would buy a bottle of it if they sold it just like that. Well, clear. Well, later yes. on we got to ch- we got to try that same product aged two years in barrels, and we were surprised at how similar it tasted to the White Dog because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. it was the aging- it was so good. Yeah, exactly. Which we liked so. the Buffalo Trace uh, White. The yeah, the white, white dog, dog mash. Yeah, so well, like like a cool thing about them though is that they do a lot of contract uh, distillation. So they, they they do stuff for like Angel's Envy and like like they barrel stuff and age it for people uh, recipes and stuff. And so like most big distilleries will do like four or five recipes. They have like fifty recipes there. Uh, so they have all of these different recipes that they work with and stuff. So like that they, sounds their over, knowledge, over, overwhelming. Yeah, their knowledge with all this stuff is like overwhelming. Yeah. They have this entire chemistry lab. It was it was really cool to be able to talk to the people in there. That two year bourbon you guys are or whiskey, whatever that whatever it is that they're coming mm-hmm. out with. Um it's I I if it's if it's that good in the white dog stage, I would be interested to know what it is like after four years or six mm. years. So he's saying like a lot of their stuff, they're waiting until it gets to around the six year mark um, before they drop it. Cause they're a pretty young distillery. They've only been there for about four or five years, Uh, but they have absolutely blown up in that time. Yeah. Um, And And, well, they're, they've beefed up their production because they realize that where the money is at is like in the companies like MGP or Dickel where they do their own stuff, but the majority of their business is actually making other people, people's stuff Mm -hmm. and so that's what they're setting themselves up for that's why their facility is so giant they were telling us they're like at this point you know bardstown they're they're a relatively small brand they have what five releases of the fusion line and then four or five of the discovery line and then they've done some special releases Mm -hmm. here and there but they are the seventh largest uh producer by volume in the country wow Mm mm-hmm that's a big you wouldn't realize yeah yeah Uh, it's like it's like seven million uh gallons a year or something like that or it's some, some some crazy number so where companies like wild turkey jim beam jack daniels mm-hmm. george dickle you know companies mm-hmm. like that that made their name off of their juice mm-hmm. yeah. you know you've got th- this is kind of an evolution in distilling was like yeah we have a really good products i've had bargetown several of them yeah and they're fantastic um well like one thing but was- they're making their money it's, it's like the evolution is i'm gonna we can do more than just make a name off our juice. Like yeah. White label. 
Well, to this point, most of the Bardstown stuff that you've had has been sourced whiskey because they are so new of a cuppy a company. But what he's what we've learned through you know this tour and discussion is that through the years every release that they've done has become less and less sourced whiskey and more and more of their own stuff so like i've got a bottle of their fusion five right here that i'm looking at and it's got three different mash bills in it 56 percent of one is bardstown 14 percent of the next one is also bardstown and only 30 percent of it is sourced and so I assume whenever Fusion 6 comes out, it'll be even less sourced whiskey, yeah. right? Yeah, and th- that's what I was just going to say, Matt, is like they have the recipe and the mash bill on the side of every single one of their bottles. Like they're not hiding anything from you. Yeah. Th- they're a new company. They don't have to do things the way the old companies do them. Absolutely. They can do whatever they want because they're new. They have they don't have like those shackles on them to like be like, oh, this is the same recipe we've been using since 1492. Um, (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. so like they can do whatever they want and it's allowed them to do a lot more, you know. Um, And if you've ever tried Bardstown bourbon, like you would recognize that because it's fantastic stuff. So my question, I I don't know much about Bardstown at all. So I know there's like Fusion 1 through 5, 5 being the most recent. I know Cheeky, when he was here, he found... A bottle. Uh, a he got four. a fusion four. Yeah, yep. last um, one at Total Wine when he when he so, was here. But. So there, there are two main things: are the fusion series and the discovery series. The fusion is a little younger and uh, a little lower proof, and the discovery is a little older and a little higher proof. So my it's question kind of, is: two Can you ones. find bottles one through three at some point? Like, or are those like retired? Like, how does that work? I think once they're done, yeah. they're done. So it's kind of like Booker's when they yeah. come out with a batch. That's like the batch. The same, yeah, exactly. Same but same. like the only way you would huh. find it would be like maybe from like a, a dusty dust, on a, a shelf. dusty shelf. Yeah, okay. it, it, it's like yeah. finding an old Booker's. Every once in a while, you'll find a yeah. you know 2019 or something. And I never, I never realized with Barstown, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. uh, the fusion, uh, their their fusion bottles are blended whiskeys. Yes. Well, everything, every whiskey is blended unless it's a single barrel product. Well, I mean, they're sourced from different areas. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so it'll stay on the side of the bottle. Like like you just said, 56% is this one, 14% is this one, right. 30% is this one. And then those are blended together. Um, and then what he was showing us, like like in their tasting room, uh, or sorry, in their fusion room, which is upstairs, mm-hmm. um, which I had done like a story up there of all the different uh, stuff. Like they go through like nine or 10 different like blends before they find the one for Fusion 5. Yeah. So Fusion 5 was like 19, 20 different blends that they that they tried out before they found like the one that they wanted for this blend. Yep. And in that fusion room, there's like little sample bottles from all the names you would think, you know, there's sample <laughs> bottles from, from all the, ma- I mean, I'm not going to disclose any, but there's some from all the major places where you could source whiskey from. It says they're right on the side of the bottle. Yep. You know, this is this batch from this distillery this and recipe. that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're pouring some of this in, tasting it and saying, okay, this is sweet. We need to add some spiciness. Then they're pouring something, you know, something that adds some spiciness in. Yeah. They're looking for different age profiles with the, with that, target in their head this is really what we want to you know create out of this blend it's not all that different from creating a new spice blend i was gonna say that's exactly how we come up with our blends Mm -hmm. as well we need to be calling them like something badass like (laughs) number five numero cinco (laughs) house divided number four (laughs) yeah yeah, there you go that's it 
There so, you go. So that was our distillery part. From there, um, we went over to the Rick House. Um, now, they have like five right now. They're building two more. And like as soon as those are done, they're building even more. Wow. But, but like their first one they ever built, they built the corners out of glass. So you can actually see into it from the outside. It doesn't just look like a metal building. And then on the side of that one, they built like a little bar area. So it's called like Pete's Bar. Is that correct, Matt? Like yeah, it's Pete's, like, room. Or, uh, Pete's room, Pete's uh, room, Pete's room, something like that. What it was was their founder and CEO. Uh, he was like a billionaire by the age of 28, mm-hmm. and this was Jeez. like his last venture that he did before he died. But what he wanted was like a speakeasy, so it's a yeah. bar that's directly attached to the side of the Rick House, and it has floor to ceiling windows. You can look into the Rick yeah. House and stuff. It's super cool. <sighs> Um, and they have every release they've ever done at this bar where you can taste it. You can also rent it out for like parties and stuff. Okay. Yeah. And so from there you go into the Rick house um, and they have a station there where like you can fill your own bottle from a barrel. Uh, they have a special one there that you can't get anywhere else. You have to buy it in that Rick house. Like you can't like order it online. You can't find it in stores and it's like a double oaked Bardstown. Oh, um, and he's like, the only way you can get it is right here in this barrel. Like you have to come and do this, like to get it here. Um, I want to go. How yeah. do you all not? How and did so, you? And so he got the whiskey thief and got some out for us. And so we, that was our first drink in the Rick house, um, was this, uh, was the double oaked, uh, barrel sitting right there on the floor, uh, which is super cool. Um, I would want to just throw my wallet at them at this point. Yes. <laughs> I, was, I told him, I was like, can I buy a bottle of this? And he's like, well, we don't have power to sell you anything, but I might be able to work something out with the gift shop or something. So I got to hit him up because I do want a bottle of that. Yeah. Um, it, like if the power was on, Matt and I would have bought literally everything we walked past that day. So the, like, so, we don't so want the Lord, cases of the Lord like blessed you yes. all. Like these guys are going to be broke. Um, he was be like, divorced. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we got um, Cause ev- like Matt and I were talking the other day, we had a bunch of pours after this point, but like, Everything we tried, we absolutely loved. Uh, there was not a single yeah. thing we didn't like. So from that from that room, we moved deeper into the Rick House, um, and they have um, a tour, and it's called uh, is it the Honey Hole Tour or the Honey uh, Barrel Tour? Honey Spot. The, honey, the spot. honey Spot Tour is what it is, and so they have three barrels picked out from the Honey Spot, three different mash bills, three different recipes, um, and they were aged different honey years. Barrels. Three I gotcha. Honey Barrels. I gotcha. And so we tried. The thing that makes it unique is that the, the bear, it's not just the honey barrel. It's the honey barrel from the honey spot. It's where in the Rick house that you get like that perfect combination of humidity heat, spot. and yeah. cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's what's going to produce the best tasting barrel for that mash bill. Yes. And so we had three, um, and they were all very different. Um, you know, I, I don't know if we can talk exactly what they are because it's part of the tour and stuff. Yeah, you want to get invited back, so um, <laughs> keep, but, keep it as close. But there were three very different ones, and we were like, when you get these in bottles, like, we will instantly buy them because they are amazing. Ah, um, so, so here's something that experience. I thought was amazing. So they will allow you to do barrel picks right mm-hmm. now. You know, like a lot of uh, uh, bourbon societies will do barrel picks. Stores will do barrel picks. But like Jeremy said, they're not – going to bottle any of their own stuff that's just their stuff until it's at least six years old, which is two more years. They don't have anything older than four years that's theirs right now. So they are doing barrel picks actively 
in this rickhouse. You can go in and pick the mash bill you want, where you want from the, you know, in the rickhouse and sample it, but you're not allowed to have it in bottles until it's six years old. So what they do is they give you an open inv- invitation to come back and taste your barrel anytime you want over the next two years to see how it's so, aging and progressing in that So barrel. every day. For the next two years, yeah. <laughs> there is, uh, there's nothing left in the barrel. Like, <laughs> we need to do this. Um, and so from there, uh, we got to chase these three honey barrels. And then um, we just had tons of questions about the rickhouse and stuff. Yeah. And so Brandon was like, shoot, let's go walk around the rickhouse. And so he took so us he to took like, us he took us to the upper floors of the rickhouse. We're walking all around on these like little tight walkways and stuff. And like, he's just showing us everything. He's like, yeah, here we're distilling, uh, distilling for this company and this and that. I mean, it, oh, it was man. just a tour you'll never never get because yeah. he just took us anywhere because because there was no one there that day like yeah. everything was closed down so we had full reign of the place which was really incredible so can you guys easily see like and i know anything that joel and i have ever experienced when we've gone to louisville and any of our tours is nothing in comparison to this but can you not see how i went from i can't even stand the way bourbon smells next to me to falling absolutely and madly in love with the world of bourbon because absolutely. you're walking through the Rick house or you're in that like, like Buffalo trace, you're in that area and you can just smell the sour yeah. mash and you know, just the crickety, the old wood and the barrels and, and these bourbon, these bourbon distilleries and these places, they go flat out bougie with their bars and their mm-hmm. setups and their, oh yeah you know, their displays that, I mean, it is swank and I, I fell in love with it. And I know I'm so glad you guys finally, made it into Louisville to just, I mean, you guys, it's almost like getting a 10 point buck on your first hunt. <laughs> <laughs> you guys giant. are spoiled. Or 11 yeah. inch long beard. Yeah. yeah. In 15 minute hunt. Well, that's uh, what you guys experience. Cause you're not going to yeah. see that. We were there on a Monday. And so most of the other distilleries in Bardstown were closed. Yeah. Um, and so we did, we did find one that was open and we went to it and, um, it was kind of like, um, I don't want to talk poorly of this distillery cause they make very good bourbon. Um, but it was kind of like going from like a really nice mansion to a crack house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was really bad. Uh, I don't, I don't even want to say the name of the distillery now, but their, their gift, shop like it was literally the size of this room um stacy's trying to get me to write it down i want to know what it is Um, (laughs) no i mean like it it, it just was not comparable and we were talking about that like um you know bourbon tourism has been big for like the past 10 to 15 years or so so a lot of these older distilleries they aren't founded around that experience and so they had to like you know put something together because like people want to see it, but it wasn't founded around it. Like Bartstown was Bartstown is a truly unique experience in that way. New age. So I'll tell you mm-hmm. a distiller. I'll, I'll call one out, uh, is will it, um, you know, will it's known for making mm-hmm. some pretty decent, decent yeah. stuff, but their, their tour is, is you love will it. It's I one do. of your favorite bourbons. Yeah. But there, if you go and do one of their tastings, it's, sub, it's subpar and they are open and admit and admit that we missed the boat. Mm-hmm. On they they went from so old school Willet is known for being really good. Yeah. Well, when the bourbon boom happened, they weren't ready for it. Yeah. So they went from making these eight year, you know, six, eight, twelve year bourbons and are in rise and having them distilled, you know, for a long time to going to non disclosed ages. <laughs> because they're just a like a lot of people did that. <laughs> yeah, because they couldn't because they couldn't keep up. And you know, and I right. and I did their tasting and it was just, you know, flat and boring and whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you go get a bottle of Willet product, it's good. It's you know? good stuff. But yeah, it's, it's one the, of your favorite rice. But the, yeah, it is. But the experience isn't. 
Yeah. Go um. Ahead. So, um, Brandon also took us to his local uh, liquor store that he really likes, and Matt and I were able to finally get our hands on um, on some uh, early times bottled and bond. Uh, oh yeah. The liquor store had four bottles. We bought four bottles. Um, <laughs> and so uh, that was good. And then we heard about this really famous uh, liquor store on our way up um, called Toddy's. It's super famous in Bardstown. Like back in the day, like Booker No used to hang out there. Like oh, all should... these people and stuff. Here we go. Um, here we go. It w- w- Matt, do you want to describe the liquor store, Toddy's? Okay, well, so it wasn't just like Booker No would hang out there. Booker No would there. bring he would bring <laughs> bottles of his favorite bourbon oh, around yeah, as Christmas gifts to the main like uh, outlets in the Bardstown area, and he would do this once a year, and that release is what eventually turned into Booker's. So it was oh a huge huge deal for him to like be handing this stuff out in person uh but so we pulled up to toddy's which is a place that's sort of famous for him dropping off these releases at in person right yeah and mm-hmm. it is literally like a gas station in the middle of like <laughs> metro atlanta is what it felt like <laughs> yes the, like they have a drive-up window and there was like homeless people walking up to the drive-thru window to get like cigarettes and stuff and band-aids and like <laughs> yes no they, they only had like alcohol related products but oh, like okay. uh people get like a fifth or something like that um now they did have really rare bottles they had like weller cypb uh for twelve thirteen hundred dollars like you know crazy they prices everything. like they, they, had, they had everything every, everything yeah. you could want but it was it was above asking on secondary which yeah. i know their motto is kind of like hey i'm not making you buy it if you want it you can have it yeah uh you know or well you can pay for it sure you're not gonna just yeah. have it but uh <laughs> we and the reason that i think that it is on their shelf is just because they're they're charging so much for some of that stuff exactly yeah. that's why they, but you're that's in a pinch why they, and you need to pull something out like that like something huge you want to that's well, if it wasn't for Wildcat, Matt, you know, you never know. Well, yeah. like, you know, like <laughs> this is Bardstown, Kentucky. This is like the hometown of bourbon. This yeah. is the bourbon capital yeah. of the world. So like everyone who knows good bourbon is going to these places. Um, so like if they're going to have an audience to buy it, it's going to be here at this store, you know, because you get people that have already yeah. been drinking. They're, 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 they're sucking in the nostalgia they're, of they're, everything. There's seven or eight distilleries in Bardstown. Uh, Willett's there, Lux yeah. Row, like all these people are there. So you're doing all these tours and stuff. Then you go in there and you see Weller, CYPB on the shelf and you're just like, holy crap. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Um, I can get it. YOLO. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but we had a fantastic time up there. Um, the only other thing I want to mention is, um, Bardstown actually has like a huge event going on right now. Matt actually registered for it on the way sure back did. home. Sure did. Because uh, Brandon was telling us all about it. It's called the World's Top Whiskey Taster Event. And so um, anybody can register it from across the country. Uh, you have to enter three questions in, which Matt, I don't know if you've got your three questions in from when you've registered yet, um, but you answer these three questions. If you pass, you go to a regional event. Uh, there's five across the country and, and, and like it's a whiskey tasting event. So like you have to smell it and taste it and get all the notes and stuff and get the most close and so if you win that the regional they fly you into bardstown for a weekend and then you compete in like the national whiskey taster event if you win this event you get uh twenty thousand dollars you get uh bardstown comes out to your house with their mobile bardstown bar and throws you a block party you get your own bardstown release you get your own bottled Bardstown release that's sold in the gift shop that you created through their recipe, and you also get like a um, um, a full ride to like the Moonshine University to become like a certified 
bourbon taster or whatever. Um, but all of this stuff is yours if you win this event. Um, and last year, and um, it's, it's free to enter. It's free to enter. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, last yeah. year, the guy who won it is, Wait, a, is, this? is uh, ADHD on YouTube, ADHD whiskey, yeah. Matt Porter. I don't know if you watch his channel. He's a yeah. hilarious whiskey guy. He won it last year. Um, but um, it's going on right now. You can enter right now. Uh, you have to like mid August to, uh, to register for it. So when uh, does it go down? Uh, the, the regional events, like when can I go up there and wax ah. Matt's ass? So, so the, my tasting the, ability. the regional events, um, <laughs> are scattered throughout like the end of the year. And then, um, the final event is, um, is, uh, December 11th. Uh, so that's when the final event is, Let's but, go. uh, super tasters. Yeah. <laughs> super tasters away. So we're in Knoxville. The closest one to us would be, um, Atlanta, Georgia for the regional event on, on November Georgia. 19th. Uh, so you, you can drive you, through Georgia. Not, not, I'm not. No, just through the tip. Just the tip. Uh, you're driving, uh, <laughs> Jeremy. I'm closing my eyes. Um, but yeah, so right now that is going on. You can go to, uh, world's top whiskey taster.com and register that for that event. Um, it's, you know, kind of a huge opportunity. Like there's nothing really else like it. in like the whole sphere, you get what? your own bourbon. What's like, the worst that can happen. You get to taste some good bourbon. Yeah. And have a good uh, time. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it, it, it's like a three question thing. You got to fill out just to kind of like, you know, weed out the taters, I guess. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm in check it out guys. Um, but that's kind of a recap of our day in Bardstown, man. That's right. that's all, you, awesome. all you listeners out there do not register for this. You're not worthy. <laughs> no, but I that's do a encourage, challenge for from Joel. So <laughs> I encourage everybody to go down there. You know, if you have the chance to go to any of the distilleries, go to you know on the Bourbon Trail. It's so incredible. Well, before we yeah. go before we go to break, real quick, I want to just get the round this thing out. You know, Matt and Jeremy, first time. I know Matt, you've been to the Chattanooga Distillery, but it was super small. Like, right? Tell me about your overall like. How was your your feels your experience? You, you know. Yeah. And just just thiefing out of the barrels, all that. Wildly impressed, like the entire time. Do you feel like you have a better appreciation for bourbon now than you did before? I had a pretty high appreciation for bourbon before. Yeah. Um, but this only influences that, like, like geeked it, out it, in like a positive manner. Yeah. You know, like you think- you know these things like are going on, but to like walk in a Rick house with 10,000 barrels in it, it's like, oh, okay. It's like, like, like walking yeah. through a history is, book. Yeah, and like there's so much little stuff. He's like, we're, we're walking up the stairs at one point and he's like, do you know what this line is going from top to bottom? And like I, I ended up figuring it out because like, oh, it's a plumb line. I'm like, oh, so like if the line moves, you know the whole Rick house is about to collapse on you. And he's like, yep, you get the hell out. Like if this line moves um, and it's just huh. like this line, this, this string from top to bottom that's tied to the Rick house because there's so much weight of whiskey in these in these rick houses they're so massive and so heavy that you know like they do collapse from time to time like it is a very unstable thing like a, it's absolutely like you, you know some osha involved in there yeah no i mean like it, it's at kind of the whims of nature like you know if sure. a bad storm came through like like it, it has been known to happen before so you know like it's it's very visceral to like walk through that rick house matt where you at homie yeah so i think two things uh first I was impressed at the volume that they're putting out, you know, 7 million uh, gallons or whatever a year with the size of the operation, right? The majority yeah. of their buildings is rickhouse. The actual part where they're doing like the grain mashing and fermentation and distilling is mainly one building with a little bit off to the side. Yeah. And it's not a giant building. It's like, I mean, there's pretty big tanks, but it's still just like a two or three story metal warehouse basically yeah. it's it's impressive what they're able to do with the facility they have the other thing is 
I'm impressed at the patience that it takes to make something like that and then put it in a barrel and put it away. And then you're tasting it. And like I was telling him, I was like, I would this stuff that you're letting us taste. It's like two to four years old. I was like, I would buy bottles of this all day long right now if it was available. But the patience that they have to say, yeah, but we think it'll be a little bit better at six years. So we're going to just hold on to all this for two whole more years before (laughs) we're going to bottle or sell any of it. Like I just I. Uh, that's unbelievable to me. I do not have that level of patience and I applaud them for being devoted enough to their craft to put something out that, you know, is what they think will be the highest quality possible. Yeah. You know, man, and not, not, not to go down, you know, a rabbit hole or anything, but they say a master distiller may see two, mm-hmm. three of his or her batches in their lifetime. Yeah. That's think, it, about, yeah. think about that. That's and, crazy. And what's most incredible to me is like, you know, we're in the middle of where bourbon is booming it's like the crafty thing right now well when you have an increased demand it's not like us we have an increased demand of seasoning i can get some more in four five six weeks here mm-hmm. you gotta wait freaking seven years four years let's put some more in years. barrels and wait six years yeah, yeah. so <laughs> all they can do is that you can't anticipate it so if you're booming now it's like okay well hopefully this keeps up that pace and you know we pick up production uh, you know, for seven years down the line. So you got to wait. And when it's gone, it's gone. And that's why I appreciate bourbon so much because all you have is what's sitting there in that rickhouse and in those barrels. And that takes that many mm-hmm. years. I, mm-hmm. You can't pull some out of your butt. So super awesome. Appreciate it. Matt, I've got another question for you before you leave. Okay. How am I doing on uh, Matt's music? Uh, so I am admittedly all, not all the way through the most recent episode, but the one that wow. I've listened to. Wow. 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 <laughs> He I'm leaves, and this through. is what happens. I'm going to keep okay. up, guys. So, uh, listen, I know we're not going to date the podcast, but at the time of recording, it's only been out for one day. So <laughs> I know, Matt. I'll give you some grace. Matt, you know how bad I am at listening, and I've already listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> Krista was a stellar, stellar guest. Yeah, she was. Yeah, so far, so good. So, also, I love the song that you put on on the Cheeky episode. So, I would say you're one for one in my book. I'll let you know after I get to number two. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, man, Matt, we love love you we miss you and uh thanks for coming on bro and and talking all this bourbon talk with us yeah thanks for having me back all right guys well, let's take let's take a break and on the other side we're gonna be doing a special porn on the podcast with jeremy the kitchen white law and we're also gonna be talking about some useless shit that you don't uh need do you like to cook of course you do and we all know that quality knives and tools are a cook's best friend that's why we only use the best dal strong Dowstrong has the highest quality, sexiest knives I've ever laid my hands on. Any knife that you would ever need, they have it. But they don't stop there, guys. At Dowstrong.com, they also carry block sets, aprons, cookware, culinary tools, and even everything you need to maintain a kitchen's best friend. So guys, run. I said run to Dowstrong.com and use code THATRELOADPODCAST. I said THATRELOADPODCAST to save on the finest brand in the game, Dow Strong. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to jump right past our third segment tonight because we talked so much Bardstown with Matt. So much um, bourbon. There, there was so much with that trip that we just had to talk about. Uh, we had a, a, another segment planned for you guys, but we're going to save that for a future episode. It's a really fun segment, and yeah. uh, you guys are going to like it. Very controversial. But, that um, gives us time tonight, to do a couple things that we needed to do. Yes, though. we wanted to prep for it a little more, uh, so now we can do that. Oh, um, but, you know, obviously, listen in the future, and uh, that one will be coming back up. But now 
now we are going to do something we've never done before. Um, normally, we would go into rapid fire here. That's right. But with only three of us, we are uh, experimenting with some new segments. And tonight, we are going to do a mini porn. That's right. Uh, I am going to host this one tonight, and we're just going to do uh, two Two whiskeys, two bourbons, two Chardonnays. You guys never know what I got for you planned. Hmm. Uh, so just two tonight, a nice little A-B real quick. So uh, you two get the hell out of here. I'm going to set this up for us. All right. Microporn. All right, guys. Uh, we are. I am getting this porn ready for everyone right now. Um, this theme on this porn, this special microporn, is single barrel bourbons. I have two of them here today. Uh, we're gonna do kind of like a high-low, um, an expensive one and a cheaper one. Uh, the cheaper one is Evan Williams Single Barrel Vintage, uh, put in oak in 2012, aged for 10 years, uh, or nine years on this one. Um, and this one is a lower proof 86.6. And then the high one is E.H. Taylor Single Barrel, bottled in bond, so 100 proof on that one. Um, and this one is kind of harder to get. Um, you can find it on secondary market, but uh, it's a little more expensive and it's very good. I've never had this Evan Williams. I just cracked the bottle open. So we're going to try both these out. Stay tuned. Okay. I got everybody back in studio. We are going to jump into this micro porn. Uh, that is a beautiful name, Stacey. Um, <laughs> so we have two in front of us, um, A and a B, uh, simple AB. We're going to do a uh, price proof reference. Um, Let's jump in. Uh, number A, go ahead and grab your glass on your left. Okay. Yep, first one. Glass on the left here, okay. Yep, this is the first oh. one. Stout. Um, oh, smells strong. Sugary. Yeah. Give me your tasting notes as we're doing this, then we'll go back proof. Go back through and do uh, price proofing. This has got some great fruit oh. smells to it. It's very light in comparison to yeah. that Iconic. Did, did, you you try, did you taste it already? Yeah, okay, very yeah. light. But full-bodied so flavor. We did start with a rye, which is uh, usually quite heavy and oh. spicy earlier. It was a lot heavier and thicker, but this is smooth oh. and um, I'm getting really so great mouthfeel. I am. I forgot how fun it is to be the porn director um, and and watch you guys as a blind reaction to these. Yeah. It's really fun. I hope it, this is not so, a bullshit bourbon because like this, <laughs> this tastes well, great. I'll tell you something. <laughs> it starts off kind of watery. But, but then you get a good kick in the back of your mouth. So one thing that I hate about, um, you know, some bourbons and whiskeys is when they are low proofed. Uh, excuse me. Nice, that they they don't bring anything to the table. Yeah, they bring a nice smell and then nothing else. Yeah, this has got some layers in there. It doesn't stick with you very long, mm -hmm. but man, there's like almost there's this sit this floral, smooth, velvety, and cool. al almost like a hang on. Almost a little bit of nuttiness in there. Ooh, got that nut in your mouth. Mm. All right, guys, write down your proof and price on this one, and then we'll move to number B. I don't have any paper. Give me a sheet, sweetheart. We have two, Joel. Just remember. Okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got it. Hang on. Hold on. Kind of watery, but I'm, I think I'm it's because I'm... I got, I got the privilege on this. But side. great flavor. Um, I'm, I'm, so, I got it. I'm nailing it. Nailed. Nailed. Okay. All right, let's raise number two. All right, here we go. Salami. Salami. Ooh, this one's like candy, man. Oh, Skittles. Oh, cherry. I'm getting a lot of cherry out of this. Here we go. I yeah, this is, I, I, I like not being the porn director. This is nice. This is oh. fun. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite one right there. Well, we know it's Stace's preference. Mmm. <laughs> mm. 
Oh man. Okay. This All one. Right. This when, one. This one explodes in your mouth. That's great. When you. Uh, Pow. Are you ready to run through them, Joel? Yeah. Let's go, bro. Okay. Number A, uh, Joel. Price. Price and proof. All right, I'm gonna go uh, price on this one. I'm gonna go sixty bucks, okay. and I'm gonna say ninety five proof. Okay, on, on here. Okay, I'm uh, saying thirty five dollars and ninety proof. I, I think it's. I think that's it. Let's go ahead and do the reveal. All right, here we this go. First one is Evan Williams. Oh my God. <laughs> Single barrel vintage from 2012. This is about a $25 bottle and 86.6 proof. Oh, okay. uh, pretty close there, Stacey. So yeah, when I say it was watery, it kind of was watery. Yep, that was it. Um, and I don't so believe it. That, that, was, that was the first one. I've never opened this. I actually cracked this open just for this one because uh, it goes, goes well with the next one that we have. Uh, so let's jump into that one. That would be great with a cocktail. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. This is kind of harder to find, but it's very cheap, and you can find it occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, number Ple- B. Pleasantly surprised. All right, number B, I'm going to go... Price uh, and proof. I'm going to go... I'm going to... Okay, since I'm thrown off by the Evan Williams, but I'm going uh-huh. I'm I'm <laughs> to stick, uh, stick with 60 bucks, and I'm going to say uh, 102 proof. 102. Stacy. $65 and 105 proof. The theme for today Ooh. was single barrel bourbons. Hey. Okay. Oh! Son of a biscuit. Are you kidding e. me? E.H. Taylor, single barrel, bottled and bond at 100 proof. And if you can find it, it is 50 MSRP, but you cannot find it for that. So also a secondary theme for today was high-low. So very cheap on the Evan Williams and not so cheap with the E.H. Taylor. And obviously, um, we know yeah. which one stood out the best. Yeah, a thousand percent. But we know. Well, that sucks because I was like, "Man, I really like this bourbon. I'm going to go out I'm and get go some." I'm going to go get some. Yeah, I got some. Yeah, and that's why, like, I chose these ones because I know you have not tasted my E.H. Taylor single barrel, yep. and every one is unique. Um, if you got another Evan Williams single barrel, it might not be the same. If you got another E.H. Taylor, it might not be the same. I love the E.H. Taylor I have. I've tried this a few times. Right. It's absolutely fantastic. So I knew it was a good one. And the other one was kind of a gamble, but I've heard very good things about it and we did enjoy it. Dude, yeah. I'm blown away by the Evan Williams. Right? 86 proof. Mm-hmm. It did not drink like it to me. It, yeah. After having a 115 proof. Something like that. You know, rye, yeah. Rye. I mean, man, it, it the, the flavor notes were awesome. And we love Evan Williams. Bottle and bond. White label. Yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, that was uh, this that was week's awesome. micro porn. Solid micro porn there, Jeremy. I'm, that was pretty If you guys was, want any more of these, uh, help yourself. I would yeah, never... I'll, I'll get me a nice pour of that single barrel E.H. Taylor. You know, just fill, real, fill it up to the fill top. It. Fill it. Just, just <laughs> Even take, though I've got my own. Ch- take a chug out of the bottle like I do with your uh, GTS. You yes. Know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, cool, man. Hell yeah. Str- All right. Str- now it's time right. to throw it back to Joel. Joel, Star back Warmer. to you, man. All right, guys. So it's time. It's time for that segment you've been waiting for. The one is staying with the podcast for now is Reload Recommends. We recommend things to you that are cool and badass. And with that being said, let's roll straight into Reload Recommendations. Recommendations from Reload. Yeah, baby. Ooh, that was rustic. Is that a good that one? That was deep. I've been getting a little crazy on them and having to put some weird stuff on there to lock out my craziness. But let's roll straight into this thing. This is the first Reload Recommends, where it's just the three of us, guys. Just the three of us. Can Ooh. I add something real quick? I actually, just the three of us. I actually prepared a Is Reload Rubs the Greatest Seasoning of All Time 
answer? <laughs> the <laughs> one time in like ninety something episodes, the <laughs> one time you prepare it, like I have it written you'll down. you'll lose it between now and next week when we record with <laughs> the guests and do rapid fire. You, no, no, she'll lose it. Shit like the um, bed. All right, well we're gonna roll. We're gonna do Jeremy first, me second, and then uh, we'll do round things out with sugar pants here. So Jeremy, what you got? I have a documentary that I would like to oh. recommend. Um, I love that. I, like I am actually experimentally recommending it because I haven't seen the documentary yet because as of recording this podcast, uh-huh. it just came out today, but I'm very excited to watch it. Oh. So I wanted to recommend it Please because I am going to go watch it immediately. It is called Heist. It is on Netflix. It is a yeah. six-part series, part five and six. It's six episodes, and uh-huh. they're all different things. But part five and six is about the 2013 Buffalo Trace heist where half a million dollars of Pappy Van Winkle was stolen. I just got goosebumps. And it's the entire behind-the-scenes story with interviews from the actual heist men of this whole story. You know I love heists. There there are four other episodes about two other major heists that happened, the biggest heists in, like, history. It's like like porn for me. Two of them are about the Buffalo Trace heist, and I am I am thrilled to watch this. So I, have, I am prematurely recommending this before even seeing it because I'm very excited about it. The, we I all should go out and watch it. I have a jump right now. Yep. Oh uh, yeah, I want to. I, I love heist movies. I love stuff like that. So it's right at my alley. Yeah, uh, I'll do a follow up on the next episode. We'll find out how it is because I'm like it's the next thing I'm watching. Whatever, like I'm actually rewatching um, uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender right now. But I'll I'll put that on break. <laughs> And watch this heist, heist documentary. Pump the brakes on that one. Yeah. We know how it turns out. It's epic. He wins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my recommendation for this week is a brand new knife, guys. Um, this is a knife that was sent to me. I've been, you know, uh, friends with this guy for a long time. We've worked together a little bit. But it's, it's uh, Quentin from Middleton Made Knives. And he has yes. come up with a concept. And he sent this knife. He sent a knife to me a couple years ago prototyping this knife and it's a portable foldable chef blade and for a guy like me who likes to be outdoors and on the go cooking this knife has been epic and he sent me his final uh you know the, the finished product for this thing and i did a, i did a little video on it and he has a kickstarter going right now but this knife it's high quality super sharp it's a foldable lockable knife got a pocket clip so you can stick it in your pocket it's only a half inch thick it's super sharp i've i've used it a ton it is fantastic so if you're going camping hiking hunting any of the any of those kind of activities where you don't want to bring your full-size chef blades or chef roll then you can bring this one knife and you can do all the things you want to do as far as cooking and slicing and dicing with this knife right here so check it out middleton made knives y'all it's a fantastic blade. Yeah, we had the prototype for that, and honest to God, like, we're not getting paid to say this, but when we would go camping or we did event, events, Egg Fest, Wing Fest, anything like that, we always threw that in our bag, and that was our go-to knife that everybody just tossed around. It was our foldable chef's knife. It, like, worked for everything. It was amazing. I've had this thing in my pocket the entire podcast, and... I saw you whip it out, and I was like, where did you get that from? Yeah. It just, was, was it even in your pocket? Yeah, yeah the whole time. The whole time, His man. short shorts! In my short no. shorts. I never knew they were there. <laughs> So check it Is out, Is that a Middleton-made knives in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Well, both. Um, so yeah, check it out, gal. Middleton-made knives. He's got a Kickstarter going on right now for this particular blade. Check it out. See if you want it, then get it. All right. Today for our Real Recommend Spotify playlist, I have a song by British rock band Mumford & Sons from their 2012 album, Babel. This is I Will Wait. But I'm here. 
And I will wait, I will wait for you. So for me, I love that. I love the acoustic sound to it. And perfect for like walking through a Rick House bourbon country. Like that puts me in the feels. The first time I ever was introduced to Mumford and Sons was on an award show. And they were one of these side bands that just came on. Mm-hmm. And they rocked so hard. They stole the whole sh- whole show. You know, normally they have these big production, you know, groups to get up and do on the main stage. Yeah. They were off on one of the little side stages and they just freaking kicked ass on the show. I mean, just killing it the guitar, hair flying everywhere. And I was hooked from that. I, that's one of my favorite bands of all time is Mumford and Sons. Right on. So, all right. Well, that's it. So that's the end of the podcast, guys. Hope you all enjoyed this. Hope you enjoyed Jeremy's adventures and all that jazz. But guys, next week, we have something pretty awesome coming up. So you want to make sure you tune in. Hit that subscribe button. Do it. Do it right now. That way you can subscribe to That Reload Podcast anytime, anywhere. We love you guys. We'll see you on the next show. See you next Tuesday. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. (laughs) No, it's because you're online is what it is. And we told him it. He clock, said, "I so. hope I just called and interrupted the recording, laughing out loud, laughing out loud." <laughs> <laughs> you, you big jackass! <laughs> oh, I thought you guys. Everything just closed down. Hey God, yeah, oh. we got. Hey God, I had this as a hotkey because that's how I recorded the the song. <laughs> I love that song. I was like, what are you talking about? Medusa Matt. Medusa Matt. The Deuce and Matt. That's what Jeremy Deuce said. The Deuce and Matt. And Matt. All right, that right. should have been that. All right, yeah. let, let me come clean it on this. Right, three, two, one. <laughs> Matt, when I texted you uh, on last Thursday, is I wasn't driving at the moment. Oh, okay. And then Stacy decided I was going to drive for the next, you know, 10 hours. <laughs> so <laughs> 10 hours that sounds like a miserable trip <laughs> yeah so uh yeah it's 11 hour trip but um so i texted you i was gonna open up some conversation catch up with you a little bit that's our driving i was like well i can't do shit now <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering what happened you yeah. just kind of fell off yeah it's called my Matt was like yeah I'm ex- medicine wore in and then knocked me out that was like yeah i'm excited about the trip it's gonna be great how are you <laughs> crickets nothing <laughs> for a week yeah i was like all right for whatever. a week yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was for a week i'm sorry but uh.